0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Slash Her, a delusional book into the art of horror and all things spooky, kooky, and terrifying. I'm Adrian, and I'm Storming, and this is week two of Video Game Horror Month. Hey, honestly, I'm having a good time this month already. With our first two movies this month, I just have had such a blast with them. Um,
1: Resident Evil was fun, and I absolutely loved this movie, so I'm excited. I feel like we might be a little chatty, but that's what the people are here for.
0: <laughs> okay, so I don't want to give away too much too soon, uh, but I will say that although I've had fun with both movies, um, and although I do feel like Resident Evil is still, like, not the worst, I will say that I feel like Stay Alive is pretty bad. I think it's a bad movie, but in the best way possible, right? Always.
1: Right. <laughs> um, it, <laughs> she tries, okay? She tries her hardest. <laughs> um, this is Disney's only slasher film, so... Right, you know what more can we expect from mickey mouse
0: well i mean do you have like a history with this movie with stay alive is it something that you grew up watching oh yeah
1: that's the nos- the nostalgia goggles for sure <laughs> but i still really enjoy it even as an almost fucking 30 year old so the fact that it stands time with my enjoyment is enough for me.
0: (laughs) So I also really liked this movie as a kid. I really, really liked it. And I remember, I specifically remember thinking at one point in my childhood, I don't know when, I couldn't tell you the time or day, but I remember in my head at one point thinking I feel like this movie's underrated like I feel like nobody talks about it like I feel like it's just it gets shit on and like nobody talks about it online in the discussion boards or like the forums I was scrolling at age 13 or whatever I was like nobody is like giving this movie love it's so good what the fuck and then like now I'm like oh my god it was literally just my 13 year old brain being like this is cool and like just like fucking <laughs> like it was so into horror video games and video games in general and slasher movies in general that i was like yeah fuck yeah this is great and i was like so pissed off that nobody was talking about it but like now watching it and i was like mm, <laughs> i can i can maybe see why they weren't talking about it so much he
1: deserves more than she gets and i stand by that
0: <laughs> honestly i still kind of vibe with it i feel like people don't talk about it enough it's one yeah. of those so bad it really is good <laughs>
1: True, and before we get too deep, um, I'm trying out a new recording space, so if my audio is fucking terrible, please forgive me, we'll figure it out, Growing Pains, you know how it goes.
0: Yes, but she looks great. Listen, we are gearing up and like putting in the works to try to, you know, and maybe start putting out some video content along with the podcast, so we're testing out some things and just seeing what works, so just bear with us as we kind of figure stuff out.
1: Is there anything that you've watched this week that you want to talk about? Uh,
0: so many things that I've consumed over the last like week or two. Uh, before I get into like the big movie, um, I did actually finally get to watch The Bay, the 2012 movie. Because mm-hmm. I've heard about it for quite some time. I was recommended this movie on Twitter, uh, who knows, maybe like six months ago. I forgot I had asked for um. I don't even remember what my question was, but this movie came up as a recommendation from a question that I was asking for in terms of whatever. Uh, but this movie came up in that whole discussion, and so I've been wanting to watch it. So I finally got around to watching it, and it is crazy. Have you heard anything about this movie? It doesn't
1: sound familiar. So,
0: well, I had never heard of it either until like it popped up on. On twitter and they of course had sent me like the cover art of it or the poster and it looked really interesting and i was like oh this looks kind of cool let me put it in my watch list uh but i went into it completely blind had no idea what was going to happen and it is kind of gross like it's a weird uh it's like a parasite that grows in the water and like kills off <laughs> a small town so it's pretty crazy and gross and very alarming as well and it freaks me out and makes me so happy that we have like a water filter system in my home uh because it's really disgusting but it's also found footage which I didn't know
1: it sounds like something that could very well happen in the small product town that we're from
0: so <laughs> it's pretty crazy and i actually really enjoyed it so it's on hbo max i believe if you've never seen it if you are really into found footage films i think it's actually a great found footage film i think it's not talked about enough after seeing it because it's really good so if you're really into that kind of stuff and you're into like weird almost virus pandemic like movies as well kind of has that vibe with it um so it's totally worth it and again it's on hbo max for anybody interested Cute. Stormy, what about you? Have you seen anything?
1: Um, I have watched three movies this week, which for <gasps> me is a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Work. So what have you been watching?
1: Um, so I watched Superhost.
0: <gasps> oh my god, on Cheddar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was it?
1: Eh, it was okay.
0: What's it about even?
1: Um, this girl is like super obsessed with her like Airbnb rating. And I mean, that's pretty much what I can give you without being like spoilish because it just came out like recently. So I don't want to talk too much about it, but I enjoyed it. Um, It's kind of silly, but it's worth a
0: watch. Interesting. Okay. I had no idea. It was like an evil Airbnb host.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Which (laughs) honestly, that's kind of, uh, that's something that's not like talked about enough with Airbnbs is that the host could be an absolute psycho and They know all like the nooks and crannies. They probably could have like a drop door like under your floor and they're just popping up while you shower. Like, or, you know, they could just like unlock the door and kill you. But (laughs) it doesn't have to be like convoluted.
0: You remember that, um, the Airbnb that we stayed in when we went to California for Halloween Horror Nights. We always talk about it. She was cute. Yeah. (laughs) She was so cute. But like, I remember the owner, I think the day before you guys had gotten there. I'm pretty sure I was there with just Austin. It was just Austin and I. And there was another, because it was like a big house with multiple rooms. And we had booked out three different bedrooms for our group of friends. And when we had gotten there, there was still another couple that was also in the house. So it's kind of weird because we were like just in this house with another couple. But like the owner had just walked in randomly at one point And it was like... Make sure you don't step in the yard and just like saying stuff like that and like come to find out like the yard remember like the yard was like really gushy or something and they had like a weird yeah, because their
1: fucking septic system was backing up into the yard because there was a giant turd right in by the fucking front door and (laughs) in my head I was like so that's why they don't want us walking through the yard because they don't want us to step in shit and then fucking track (laughs) it through their house. Oh, but they didn't goodness. explain that. They were just like, "Don't walk through our yard." <laughs> and I was like, "Why?" And then,
0: obviously. <laughs> and remember, there's so many spiders around the door and the gate. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? We were like yeah. afraid, all, like every single time to go to the or go through the front door because there was like a huge spider web there.
1: And there's like this weird little like shack in the back.
0: <gasps> yes, uh, it's like an extra. I think it was an extra room.
1: Oh, was it? scary. Yeah. Right, the hosts were just back there because there was never any lights on. So, <laughs>
0: but this was a Halloween trip, so it kind of fit the vibe,
1: pretty much. And we <laughs> were just like fucking sneaking around the sides and checking the vibe out. The neighborhood was cute, though.
0: Oh my god, so cute! And the shopping was so adorable.
1: Yeah, there was a little coffee shop down the way that was cute. There was a really good pizza place down the way. Mm-hmm couple dispensaries
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mm, mm -hmm. and i don't think it was
1: very i don't think it was very far from um universal either
0: it wasn't too far wow what a good time
1: honestly let's go right now
0: (laughs) right now honestly this movie reminds me have you ever heard of that i don't know if you would even call it like a creepypasta i'm pretty sure like it's somebody's true telling and i'm pretty sure we're shared to reddit at some point because i watched i think maybe it was a corpse video you know those videos where they just like Mm, read off Uh (laughs) but uh well uh but you know it's like one of those things where they just read off like horror stories that people submit so it was one of Mm -hmm. those things but like Like some no
1: sleep type shit
0: yes oh my god i love but uh I guess it's like a guy who's in an Airbnb and like his hosts are two older people. And when he's sleeping on his first night there, like he is kind of like waking up and he's kind of like peeking through his eyes and then he notices them both standing in the doorway of his room. And then so like, he's just like staring at them and then like they're flashing the camera and like taking pictures of him while he's sleeping. And like then like he gets up and like they have like masks on and are taking pictures of him while he's sleeping and he's like what's going on and like they don't say anything and they just back out of the room slowly and close the door so like that's
1: i'm <laughs> i'm not saying any more airbnbs
0: yeah i was like that's <sighs> it makes me nervous with airbnbs because i think about that stuff pretty frequently
1: i'm never sleeping in a room for alone that's for sure <laughs>
0: Girl, but that's what this kind of gives me vibes of. So hopefully, it kind of lives up to that.
1: Hmm. Yeah. It. I don't know. It's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I would definitely suggest. It's not spooky, no. But uh, it's. She's creepy, and it, it like makes you think about like the Airbnb process and who you can encounter. So
0: cool. I'm about to make Austin watch that with me. I made him watch Stay Alive with me. Side note. And it was hilarious. Uh, but coming back to you, Stormy, <laughs> what other movies have you seen? You said you watched three.
1: Uh, I rewatched Train to Busan because uh, Iconic.
0: So, so good. good.
1: <laughs> and then I don't know if you would count this one as, like, something we would mention on the podcast. But it's called The Voyeurs, and it's on Amazon.
0: I've never heard of that. What's it about?
1: It just came. It was just released is it a movie? Um, yeah, and it's about like um, like these people live in these apartments with like glass walls, like that on the outside. Does that make sense? Like floor to floor to floor windows. All right. And they kind of like they spy on each other, and then it turns into like a full blown like obsession with each other, and I don't know. I don't. I don't. It literally just got released, so I don't know how to like talk about it.
0: But that sounds very interesting, very intriguing.
1: I really enjoyed it. Um, it was just something that popped up uh like as a suggestion. And I think it was after say live, honestly. But like you know how they have like the Amazon originals or whatever that pop oh, up. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was super good though.
0: Send me um Send me it or something. Like, send me the full name of everything so I can look it up and watch it. Okay, I will right now. woo uh, ah, Love that for you. Cool. What a busy week for you.
1: You know. Train to Busan, Honestly, circling back to Train to Busan, if you haven't seen, I know you have, but I'm, like, <laughs> listeners, <laughs> if y'all haven't seen it, um, stop being lazy and read <laughs> the <laughs> subtitles because it's such a good fucking movie. Oh, my God.
0: It really is. It's like a... I don't know. It's such a fantastic movie. I can't wait till we get to talk about it one day because mm-hmm. it's a blast. Uh, I feel like that's
1: one of those ones we have to like stow away for a rainy day because it's so good.
0: Yeah. When we need like a burst of serotonin, that's <laughs> going to be something that we have to talk about. So I'm looking forward to that conversation because it's, it just really is. It really is a good movie.
1: I avoided it for the longest time because I'm not good at like reading and watching at the same times. Like, I, I'm not. I don't have very good hearing for somebody who like literally listens for a living. <laughs> and I don't have great hearing, so I do have captions on a lot a lot of this time, and I am getting better at it. But I find myself either watching one or the other, and then like getting a little lost sometimes.
0: Uh, I have always really enjoyed subtitles because I also can't hear too well at times um even when I was a little bit younger so like even in like high school and stuff I was like pretty much putting subtitles on a lot of stuff I might stop doing it for a little bit but probably within like the last couple years or so I've gotten back into it so it's just I tend to do it quite often so it doesn't bother me I've kind of trained myself to be able to kind of do it all pretty easily
1: I have to turn them on for like um for people who have accents Mm-hmm. especially like old english you okay
0: you
1: know i what? cannot <laughs> i'm i feel so stupid because they're young quist thou this this and i'm like I, I hate what are you trying to say to me it's like that finding nemo where, he, <laughs> where he's like i i know you're trying to tell me something but i don't know what it is
0: <laughs> for every single international drag race season i have to use subtitles so uh, i've picked up in it because there's like there's literally so many drag race seasons now and so many international drag race seasons that i'm watching two or three at a time baby and so that's a weekly process and i enjoy them and if it is something that you have a hard time with um i still think training to Busan, of course is going to be something that's well worth it either way it's such a good movie so good Uh, The only other thing that I have watched this week is Candyman, and I don't want to talk about it too much. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I don't want to talk about it too much because whenever Stormy has the opportunity of watching it, we'll do an episode about it fully so we can kind of give both of our thoughts a quick little episode just to talk about it because it's a big deal. And, uh, you know, shout out tonight to Costa, the first black woman to ever have a number one movie at the box office. And of course, just shout out to horror, just being the talk of the town. And it was a great movie. I I just, I loved so much about it. So I'm very excited to talk about it and we'll get to it when we get to it. But it was great. And I can't wait for you to watch it. I'm
1: so excited to watch
0: it. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, I also love that you said the horrors like the talk of the town. And we're really gonna stay the talk of the town for like.
0: For the rest of the year.
1: For the rest of the year, for sure, in the beginning of next year.
0: oh yeah, Like Scream. we're gonna be top
1: dogs for sure.
0: Oh my God. Can we actually really quickly before we jump into Stay Alive? What are they doing with like the Scream marketing? Scream is set to come out already in January of 2022, which at this point is not that far off. She's coming up. We have nothing. We have nothing. And I'm like, what's going on?
1: I don't know if they're completely banking on us, like as fans, just showing up and showing out, or Which if there's will. like an, inev- an inevitable like delay in the future.
0: That's what I'm thinking. I feel like they're being very cautious with it. And I feel like they're being very gentle with the project. I feel like they're taking their time with it. And, um, Again, like you said, probably being smart and kind of with the state of the world, maybe they're anticipating some type of delay, um, which makes sense. Because, I mean, there's already been talks, obviously, that near the end of September, maybe early next month, a lot of places are going to start going into a lockdown again. So maybe they're planning for that and just giving us some time. But anything, even one little trailer, it could be a teaser trailer. We don't, a minute, give us a minute of some, you know, generic footage of just seeing Sydney. <laughs> and then you know just hearing like a line of dialogue or something just give me two something.
1: seconds of chase scene.
0: oh just I'm- <laughs> show Ghostface with the knife covered in blood one time
1: and show like some shoes some feet that's all i need
0: because they do they give us little teasers i remember when they dropped the picture of like the actual like production room where they were editing it and putting it together and they're like it's finally wrapped and like the internet it blew up like, we are so ready. We are so thirsty for this movie. So, like, oh, just give us something. Give us something to just snack on because I need it. <laughs> I need it right now.
1: I feel like we've officially been talking about Scream 5 for a whole year now.
0: Since the very first episode of this mo- uh, this podcast, <laughs> we have discussed Scream 5. So I'm That's going to cry wild when it comes out.
1: Yeah, same. I'm going to cry if it gets extended. I'm going to cry no matter what happens with this <laughs> movie. I'm going to be ugly crying in the club.
0: I'm going to cry when Dewey is getting murdered, finally. and Leave
1: Dewey alone! <laughs> you know what? I hope he's Ghostface.
0: Oh my gosh. Oh my, so there's just so much. Like We are anticipating so much with this movie.
1: Oh my god, what if Stu came back and he's Ghostface again?
0: I mean, honestly, it's so crazy that I would just buy into it. I don't even care anymore. They could do whatever they... Okay, no, 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 no. Give us a good movie, but...
1: (laughs) No, they could literally do whatever and I'd be creaming. No!
0: <laughs> no because i feel like that's kind of what they did with like scream 3 uh i love scream 3 it just kind of feels like they were doing whatever with that movie uh Three
1: so... is a queen and i will not accept this blasphemy on my podcast there is
0: no blasphemy no. <laughs> that is not a movie that i will shit on so
1: now scream 4 okay we can talk shit about it all day girl
0: what herbie so can suck
1: a dick that's all i'm saying.
0: Why? I don't.
1: (laughs) We've. I don't know why. I. I mentioned it on Twitter, and not that many people like replied, but you did. And I will stand by the fact that people that like Randy will always hate Kirby, and like the vice versa. He is so meta. He's the whole like point that (laughs) the whole whole reason that the scream franchise is ever meta. He's literally in the horror movie talking about horror movies. He is in tatum is dying being fucking (laughs) murdered like literally screaming for her life as like the garage door crushes her soul and he's like this is what we should not do during movies because you'll die and i'm like i and i think i really like randy because i feel like i
0: would be randy (laughs) but then that would then make you kirby i'm not kirby they're
1: not though they're like (laughs) antis of each other
0: (laughs) well they're supposed to be i guess the reminiscence of one another in a way Mm -hmm. Um, but i guess also they're always in that movie trying to make make the distinguish or trying to make like the connection that charlie is like the new randy they always like kind of make that joke in that movie as well but i always felt like kirby was supposed to be like the new randy Mm because she's like the one who's I guess, somewhat meta and quippy and, like, very knowledgeable in movies and is not a killer. So I feel like she was supposed to be, like, the modern rendition of Randy. And I kind of like the direction that they took with that character because, I mean, she's pretty cool laid back. I mean, I wasn't, like... I don't know. Scream 4 was something that was really tough for me. (laughs) Because when I remember I watched it the first time, I, like, loved it so much. And then, for some reason, I kind of was, like, not feeling it for a little bit of time. And I'm kind of coming back around to it again, because it's still really good, I feel like. The
1: filter they have on that fucking movie is
0: awful. It's really bad. Piss yellow. It is so bad. And it's just like, it was weird to watch it, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of just, I don't know, like it was a good movie, but it felt like the tone just felt very off for a little bit. I don't know, I couldn't watch it. But now I've come back to it. I really enjoy it. I'm trying to get back into the characters because I, hated Jill as a killer in that movie. I just mm-hmm. did not vibe with her on even on my first watch. I was like, this is too much. But recently I've kind of come around to her as a killer. So I've learned to love scream four in a tremendous way. So I'm excited again for scream five. I mean we are off the rails at this point, but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm ready for scream five and just give me something. Give me some a little bit of a little bit of crumbs please.
1: Maybe around Halloween we'll get something. Maybe. Like, imagine Scream 5 is one of the trailers that opens, like... Uh, Home and Kills. Hell and Kills, yeah. Dude, okay. I would suck any man's dick in that because <laughs> I'd be so excited.
0: No, imagine. Honestly, I feel like maybe that's, maybe that's what they're trying to hold out for, which isn't a bad idea. It would really have everybody freaking out in that theater, truly.
1: I will scream. I don't care. Like, I'll cry. What, fucking, uh, what theater I'm in. I'm just going to do a blood curdling scream, and people are going to be like, what is wrong with her? And I'm just going to
0: probably faint, <laughs>
1: honestly. But
0: <laughs> I'll cry. I'll just cry into my popcorn. I don't care.
1: Not my popcorn. soggy popcorn.
0: It's okay. I'll
1: eat it. You're like, either way, she's salty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my tears. Yeah, bury that. I'll we'll uh,
1: lubricate your pickle. <laughs> Mm. I don't, the people who were like aren't from this area. I don't think like it's a. I don't think that's like a known thing that people eat like pickles with popcorn. So is they probably didn't get thing? that joke. But I don't know if it's southern. Maybe
0: is it just an eastern New Mexico thing?
1: <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna have to do a poll on Twitter. And be like, hey, do you eat pickles with your popcorn? Uh,
0: yes, please. Let's do that because not one theater in Vegas sells pickles i remember when i first moved up here i went to every theater that i could and like every time i watched the movie it's like can i have a pickle and every theater said no we don't do that and i was very devastated because it was just so commonplace back home
1: so what you're saying is it's byop yeah
0: i do that oh i'm, I'm about to
1: i don't even care
0: oh, oh you know what i was so oh, like oh, oh, oh. it was like such a culture shock for me when that happened like truly but when we were in salt lake city randomly we went to go watch detective pikachu and they had pickles (laughs) on sale in salt lake city utah so i was like okay well Utah's kind of up wait is it a white people thing (laughs)
1: because like i cannot think of any place more white than salt lake city utah
0: right exactly that so i was just I was confused. Maybe, maybe it's like a, is it like a church thing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so.
0: <laughs> is it like a Jesus thing? Is there like a passage in the Bible where he's like eating popcorn and pickles or like what? What What in the Bible Belt did this? And <laughs> I said
1: unto my son, bring that pickle along with my pop."
0: <laughs> okay. You know what? Let's go ahead and get into a <laughs> Um, because I have a lot to say about this movie. Hey everybody. So if you're enjoying the podcast so far, definitely look into giving us a rating. It would be really, really beneficial. We're open to ideas and feedback. It really goes a long way. So go ahead and look into giving us a rating. Again, we're on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, and many more places. But for now, let's go ahead and get back to the show. And we are back. So of course this week in Video Game Horror Month, we are discussing 2006's ridiculous slasher film, Stay Alive, which was originally released on March 24th, 2006. Also very quick side note, that is the second movie in a week that we've had that's come out in March, love that for me. But the movie, of course, with an 86-minute runtime, was made on an estimated budget of around $7 million. It would go on to make around $10.7 million on its opening weekend, and then would see a total gross of about $27.3 million worldwide. Directed by William Brett Bell, the film has a great cast that's made up of some pretty interesting actors and characters as well. John Foster is Hutch. Samari Armstrong is Abigail. Jimmy Simpson is Finn. Sophia Bush is October. Frankie Muniz is Swink. And Wendell Pierce is Detective Thibodeau? Thibodeau. Detective Thibodeau. And of course, a very quick synopsis of the movie. For a group of teens, the answer to the mysterious death of their old friend lies within the world of an online video game based on the true story of an ancient noble woman known as the Blood Countess. OK, so stay alive. What was this movie?
1: disney's only horror film
0: <laughs> so like um how does that work then how is it disney's horror film to so disney
1: is the owner of um i think it's like hollywood something
0: oh hollywood pictures
1: yeah so they they own hollywood pictures literally brought it out of like retirement for this movie Um, and it has a lot, Disney has a lot of influence in the editing room because this movie was made for gore and this movie was made for actual gamers to, (laughs) and I say that with quotations, to like kind of vibe with and like made for the horror fans and Disney got their little Mickey Mouse shaped fucking scissors on it and, They dwindled it down to the most ridiculous movie. And I'm not saying the director's cut is, like, gold. I'm not. But there's a lot more context. There's a lot more gore. There's a lot more, like, I don't want to say, like, dirty, but, like, more quips that are, like, more adult-themed. It's just more of a horror movie.
0: Gotcha yeah so. okay since we watched two different versions of the movie i watched the theatrical release and you watched the i watched director's both cut. you watched both of them interesting yeah. okay because i did see that the director's cut is like what an additional 12 15 minutes or so about 15 footage? yeah that's awesome i really wish i would have gotten my hands on the director's cut because i did watch the theatrical cut twice and um I'll still say it's a bad movie. And I definitely wish I would have watched the director's cut because I feel like that definitely would have helped. I feel like it could have maybe added a little bit more to it because I also remember it being more gory. So in rewatching it, I was kind of taken aback with how, like, subdued it was. I also remember at the very end, not to just steamroll to the end, but I also remember in the ending scene when Abigail is, like, hanging upside down, I remember there being, like, underboot being shown. And in the theatrical cut, there was, like, nothing. It didn't show anything there. So I was, like, I was confused because there was a lot of blood that I remember that didn't pop up. So I um, physically own the DVD, and the DVD is the director's cut. So that's what I grew up watching. Um, so I had never seen the theatrical cut until to, until now. So um, I definitely think the director's cut's probably the way to go with this movie.
1: Yeah, we, in the theater cut, we get we lose two whole characters and like 15 minutes total of plot and like lines that add a lot of context to this movie. Like there's a lot, a joke that Sophia Bush has whenever they're first getting together, that makes no fucking sense after they edited it. There's a lot of Phineas's lines that are cut out. And then there's just the whole description of Elizabeth Bathory. Like we get nothing in the fucking theatrical cut. And there's, like, a jump scare with Abigail that gets cut because, and replaced with cockroaches. Like, she finds a whole ass dead dead body inside of that house. And it's the game developer's body. Oh. And they cut that. And it, they just change it to cockroaches. She's just covered in bugs. No worries. Because they couldn't leave it in. Because they didn't have the description where they, or the scene where they actually talked to the video uh video game developer, and they talked to, like, this specialist on Elizabeth Bathory. It's- did
0: you talk to the developer? I remember that now, growing up. I remember that being a big scene as well. Oh, yeah. wow. They really did. It, honestly...
1: They really fucked it over by the <laughs> letting after- Disney have their hands on it.
0: It's bad. It's so bad. I also distinctively remember the um, the other detective, not the main detective, but the other one. Um, I remember his death being so brutal. So
1: messy, Yeah. And they just cut it
0: away. Yep, and I was watching this version and I was like, I was preparing myself for it. I was like, well, this is a cool death. I remember this being a cool death. And then it just cuts to the outside of his truck and that's it. And I was very confused. So I watched this movie the first time around being so confused the first time I watched it. I was like, this isn't the movie that I remember. So in researching it and looking into it and seeing that there was a director's cut, I went and dug out my physical uh, media version of it. It it was the director's cut. So that's what I grew up watching. So I was like, oh, okay, so that makes sense. So I remember all this uh, added... Um, or all these added scenes and elements that are in this version because it is a different version. And they're two very different versions, I would say.
1: Mm-hmm. So while this one is like a really shitty movie, the theatrical cut, I feel like it has more of a chance if you watch the director's cut, for sure.
0: I agree. I definitely agree. So if you do look into watching this movie and catching up with it, I mean, definitely recommend watching the director's cut. It would probably make the movie... Um, it makes the movie more complete and it adds more story to the main villain in this movie, the main serial killer in this movie. Um, because in the theatrical cut, it literally nothing makes sense. None the of it makes only sense. thing
1: that we get for like a description of the blood countess is literally like October Sophia Bush's character saying like, Oh, I remember my grandma telling me a story about this lady. I'm like, that's it. And I'm like, so we're just going off of October's, like, five-year-old brain recollecting her grandma's 80-year-old fucking retelling right. of this.
0: It also, it makes no sense because they go, okay, you know what, let's just, should we, we just kind of run through? Beginning. Okay, yeah, we <laughs> yeah, just kind of go from the beginning because this movie's crazy.
1: We um, start off with a jump scare, which <laughs> we don't even start the movie yet.
0: It's a it's bad just, jump scare. It is. It's awful.
1: hmm <laughs> But like literally the fucking timer is like zero, 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 one. And there's a jump scare. I forgot about that. And it did get me, but I laughed afterwards because it's so fucking bad.
0: (laughs) It's very funny, but we jump right into the video game. Mm -hmm. which is actually really fun in watching it back again. The video game sequences in this movie, although, you know, very silly, are really fun. And I think kind of looking at 2006, it still looks pretty decent, and yeah, I feel like
1: they're very reminiscent of, like, games of the time. So, like, the original Tomb Raider and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it hasn't aged well, but neither did actual fucking video games.
0: Right, exactly. But it doesn't look bad. It really, truly doesn't. So it looks great. Um, I think the opening is really fun because I also really enjoy Let's Plays. So it just definitely feels like we're watching a Let's Play when it starts up and we're walking through this mansion which uh, of course if you in researching this apparently like the entire video game house and mansion at the beginning is like a direct carbon copy of the house and the house of the dead video game which is the movie that we're talking about at the end of the month um but of course it's the nod to horror games they pretty much just made a carbon copy of it for this movie uh but it's fun we're walking around this mansion this guy gets killed by the blood countess by elizabeth bathory and he gets hung And it turns out to be Loomis, who's a friend of Hutch, our main character, Hutch. Um, And, yeah, so he's, like, freaking out because the game's really scary. Hutch didn't come over and hang out with him, so he's by himself. And he ends up dying in the way that he dies in the video game.
1: Right. Well, he, like, so after he gets spooked in the video game, he kind of, like, walks away from his computer and goes upstairs to check on his roommate, which I think his name is Rex. Rex. (laughs) and like he he doesn't knock he's spooked so he just like busts into his roommate's fucking bedroom and he's fucking his girlfriend the worst fucking fuck scene ever because there's a looped moan like they don't (laughs) even like really do audio for it (laughs) and then he turns around and he's wearing a pig mask which is the most terrible pig mask i've ever seen um and like he's going ham Get it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But many <Mitter> pigs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it's fitting. That the mask is fitting, um, and the theatrical cut cuts it out. I remember seeing the sex scene growing up, obviously, and it was very intense. I mean, it's like very quick. Obviously, you get to see his butt right, in the which theatrical, I
1: loved. or not in the theatrical, and the director's cut. Right. But no, we literally just like we see enough of the bed to figure out that they're fucking, and he has the pig mask, and that's it.
0: And it's a quick cut to them already in the sheets, like covering their bodies.
1: Right. Yeah. And she's like, the girl is like, "Will you like, do you mind?
0: Right. <laughs> and you your fix perfect or something like that.
1: Yeah, I think so. And then poor Loomis just walks away and literally gets fucking snatched and becomes <laughs> an actual chandelier. <laughs>
0: girl. Yeah, because he, uh, well, he falls asleep and then he wakes up and then he sees that his roommates are dead. They're all fucking right, butchered. Right, right, right. And then he gets turned into uh, an actual chandelier and yeah, it gets hung by the Blood Countess by Elizabeth Bathory. Uh, I used to be so freaked out by this opening as a kid Um, and in re-watching it, it wasn't my favorite, but it wasn't bad either. It's a good opening scene. I think it establishes pretty much the premise of the movie pretty simply and mm-hmm. it's not too bad I, I do enjoy the scare just when he's walking and he turns around and like her shadows in the hallway right it's simple but i really enjoyed that little scare
1: and like the movie wouldn't have like started if um Hutt, what's his name hutch yes hutch yeah it, the movie literally wouldn't have gone anywhere if hutch didn't leave loomis hanging Another pun, right? Uh, <laughs> but I still feel bad for him because Loomis just wants to game. He just wants to hang out.
0: I thought he was really adorable.
1: He's literally me, though. I'm like, you're mm, going to come play
0: DPP for me. <laughs> he was like, little, like, you coming over? Come over, please. Coming over. While well, he's drinking a Red Bull because that's what gamers do. So
1: Right, that G Fuel.
0: <laughs> Girl. Girl, I loved this movie growing up so much because it really wasn't the heyday of like G4. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I gagged with the Game Informer magazine at the end as well because I used to buy those so frequently as a kid. So I loved, right. I just, this movie really was everything for me back in the day.
1: I really enjoy it. I know it's bad, but it's good.
0: (laughs) I need to go back and fully watch the director's cut and not just like read what the differences were between the two. And of course, just work off of muscle memory or just memory. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like I would enjoy it more watching the director's version. Because when I was actually kind of looking into it, I was like, they really do leave out so much important shit in the theatrical cut. Like there's Mm -hmm. one point where October just randomly says she's a witch and they don't explain that at all in the theatrical, uh, in the theatrical version of the movie at all. She gives like an explanation of who she is and then the next time that we see October because she gives her like you said her, (laughs) her five year old brain retelling of the story. And then, so we get that moment. And then the next thing that we see October, she's like, you have to, we have to kill the witch pretty much. And you're like, what?
1: To burn her blood. And I'm like, where did you get that from?
0: What is happening? She's like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was reading up on, you know, you know, during the witch height or the, some inquisition. I don't know what the fuck she's saying, but like, Mm -hmm. she's like, I was researching it and, you know, witch hunters back in the day, this is what they would do. And I was like, how do we get here so quickly? There's no right. explanation as to her being a witch. So they really fucked up in the theatrical version of the movie because what the fuck are they doing? They took out everything that made it a decent horror movie.
1: Mm-hmm. And then I feel bad for Hutch because he really is just the most boring character. <laughs> he has yeah. a boring job. But... He has a boring just life because I don't think him and October are like dating, but I think October wants him to date him. But then Abigail comes into the picture and like his best friend died and he works a shitty job and he's washing red solo cups in his apartment. (laughs) Like you can't (laughs) (laughs) afford like a Dollar Tree glass (laughs) instead maybe.
0: Like he is just so painfully hot to me though. Like I just want to just like just suck him dry until, you know, his bones start to protrude through his skin because he's just that type of hot to me. It's just like that grimy little hotness to him or he has like that just like, you know, bad boy hotness to him. I don't know Bad boy. Does he not? I mean, I guess he's literally wearing a tie the entire time. (laughs) Bitch, as a kid, I saw the one tattoo on his chest when he was shirtless, and I was like, oh, he's a bad boy. So I've always had that feeling (laughs) about him, but maybe he's not.
1: (laughs) He's kind of like a slob. Like, his tie's (laughs) fucked up. I was going to say, he gets to his shitty job, and you can tell that he's overworked, and he's not paid enough. And I just feel bad for him, but he's also, like, not giving me anything. (laughs) And also, they're talking... Whenever he goes to the office and he gets pulled into his <laughs> boss's office, and we think he's gonna get fired. And Hutch is like, um, like super scared. And his boss is talking about another game. And so they're just like Silent Hill. Yeah. Which, but like the plot that they're talking about is actually from the Silent Hill one game, but they call it Silent Hill four. And I'm assuming that's just because it's like Silent Hill Four was released like, closer to this... Um,
0: right. is more relevant.
1: This time, yeah, time period, but I'm just, like, they're constantly, like, trying to shove it in our face that, like, we should kill that they're gamers. Like... Like, you get it? They're gamers.
0: <laughs> As if the, like, gaudy alien weird laptop that they shove onto the screen every chance that they get didn't make it obvious how much of a gamer movie this was. I wanted
1: That's the only thing I wanted when I was younger.
0: <laughs> All I
1: wanted was a gamer, <laughs> a gamer laptop that lit up.
0: Oh, girl. But, yeah, after the main people die, yeah, Hutch is talking with his boss, and then he gets to call it Loomis is dead. And then we cut to the most boring, most generic, most ridiculous funeral scene I feel like I've ever seen in my entire existence of funeral scenes.
1: I have a bone to pick because Abigail, her little weird ass
0: with her red boots. I did not trust her.
1: I don't either. And like, I don't understand her fashion sense.
0: <laughs> but also who takes pictures at a funeral? My question exactly. My exact question is like, who goes to a funeral and takes pictures pictures she
1: has a line where she's like I dreamt that I would be taking pictures at so and so's wedding wedding. not their funeral and I'm like but like why are you taking pictures at your funeral also if you tap me on the shoulder I am mourning my best friend's death if you tap me on the shoulder shove a camera in my face and then giggle she goes (laughs) afterwards I'm decking you straight in your little fucking face like are you kidding me (laughs)
0: but she's just it's so bad and disrespectful it's just is <laughs> it's <what she laughs> is. It's so bad it's so bad the whole scene is so terrible because then he's sitting there when he's talking to her and this little girl comes running up she is fresh out of her first acting class and she's running up with a bag and she's like patch and he's like oh wow you've gotten so big and she's like yeah well I brought this for you and he's like oh what is it um uh, you know girl, it's, it's Loomis's
1: favorite backpack
0: <laughs> just so like, what? bad and while he's talking to her Abigail decides to just take random pictures just to like not be awkwardly standing there i'm like you can just stand there and smile you don't have to start taking random pictures so this whole entire awkward exchange is happening it's awful he gives this little girl like the most like they like the most awkward hug i've ever seen in any movie ever and then the scene's over and like that's it and then we're introduced to october and phil or finn
1: phil (laughs) <laughs> Uncle Phil,
0: I hate Phineas, so it's whatever.
1: What? Phineas is the best character in the whole fucking movie. Oh
0: no, I can't stand him. Mm,
1: he's the he's the comedic relief.
0: I don't like anybody in this movie. Listen, I will just be honest right now. I don't. like We're
1: ending this episode right here. You're disrespecting <laughs> my movie.
0: I don't like any of them. I I will not
1: take this slender on my own podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I guess October is probably the coolest. So beyond Sophia
1: Bush is hot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She is. She is, though. She really is. When she died, Austin goes, Well, there goes the most interesting person in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's really what it is. So beyond her i don't care about any of these people i just feel bad because although hutch is boring so boring like i also wouldn't want to be in a morning state of you know my friend dying and then somebody coming up to me and being like you really have the shittiest luck first your mom (laughs) died when you were a kid and but now your friend's dead and then like he whips out a lighter and fucking burns fire in front of me when you already know i have trauma to fire i'm just like he's an asshole October so also
1: lights a cigarette right in front of him and he's like
0: "She's fucking the, nervous about it. She does, but at that point, two people in her life are also dead, so she probably needs a cigarette.
1: <laughs> Which I understand, but, like, your best friend is fucking traumatized by fire. Like, maybe step away <laughs> and light your cigarette. I
0: don't know. <sighs> This movie is so ridiculous. I cannot. I love it so much. Also, side note, I want to go back to the title card. It was made in iMovie. <laughs> I, like, made that in high school. So cute. <laughs> it's so funny. I love it.
1: I also love um, whenever everybody's showing up. Well, I love when they introduce... Uh... Frankie Muniz's character? which yes. you get like? I never thought I would be like jump scared by Frankie Muniz's face, <laughs> <laughs> but I sure did.
0: <laughs> Got to love horror <more> movies, <laughs>
1: right? And he just invites himself in. He's like, "Yeah, I'd love to come in. Thanks." And Hutch is like, "I'm literally mourning my friend's death. Like, what?"
0: <laughs> but who? Wait, wait, wait. So what? Who is he? Like, what's his character? How does he know everybody? Do they? Ever I explain think they're that all us? friends. I mean, obviously yes, but like they. I guess they don't know. I. don't know. I just feel like they don't give him a lot. He's just kind of
1: no, I think he's I think he's just like this nerdy kid that like maybe they met through gaming. I feel like they probably met through gaming somehow. Game, like sure. obviously we know October and Phineas are they're not twins, but they're siblings very close in age. Right. Um, but yeah, they never they never give us an explanation of how like the rest of them they know, really each other. know each
0: other. Right. Yeah. Cause Abigail comes into the picture because her friend was Sarah, who was the girl who was getting fucked by the pig. And so, like that's how she comes to know mm-hmm. Hutch. I mean, again, I can't ask for much character development in, you know, like a B horror movie. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna beat around the bush with it, and act like I need it. Uh, it's just very obvious in this movie that you know they they don't get a lot of development, so they're all just kind of there hanging out. Uh, but after, yeah, after we learn Octavius or Octavius.
1: <laughs> <is. laughs> that <the>, that's That's there. <laughs> What is that? Whenever you—that's their ship, ship name.
0: <laughs>
1: oh my gosh! Okay. <laughs> Wait, what's our ship name? Stormrian.
0: Oh, or should we do? Adri. Adri. Adri Storm. Adri Adra
1: Storm.
0: Adra storm. Adra storm. <laughs> it's literally
1: our just name your somewhere. name with storm at the end.
0: <laughs> Adri. Adri.
1: Storm, Stordrian. Adrome. Adromi,
0: Adromi, like Adrian and Stormy, Adromi, maybe Adromi. You okay. all tell us. <laughs> <laughs>
1: October. okay anyways octobius
0: okay yeah so octobius after octobius uh is introduced to us and <laughs> and Hutt shows up with you know his dead friends belongings um we figure out that he does have a game because he's been beta testing because he's a serious gamer and in 2006 if you're beta testing you're a serious gamer so they figure out he's been beta testing this game called stay alive which is illegal it's not out yet so like this is an illegal beta test that he's doing and so of course they want to play the game and so we move to the next scene where literally yeah, they're all shoved into a room together, these characters that we barely know.
1: So many TVs. I remember <laughs> LAN parties? Oh, this is how people used God to play video God. games together.
0: So, I mean, I never have enough friends to do this. Oh, um, me
1: either, but I heard stories.
0: I, I remember, like, seeing uh, in the instruction booklet of how to hook up to other people's Playstations and whatnot and Game mm-hmm. cubes. but I just never had anybody to do it with. Uh, but I saw the potential. And so when I saw this movie, I was, like, taken aback as a kid because I was like, wow, first off, well, what is it like to have friends? And second, this looks really fun. And even in rewatching it now, I think it looks really fun.
1: Also, sidetrack Phineas um, says that Abigail has body karate.
0: What that <laughs> I like don't know. Body but something? I,
1: yeah, but I want it. Whatever it is, I want to have it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want like body karate? Yeah. Also, right after that, Oct- uh, October says, anyone who says size doesn't matter never played a third person shooter. What does that mean? That went over my head. So
1: that's one of the lines that um is cut out for her in the theatrical cut. Also, these names like Phineas, October, and Swink and Hutch, who named these people?
0: <laughs> They're very insane their names are.
1: Um so For October's line, it's whoever said size doesn't matter. Never played a third person shooter. Can I have a 42 inch this time? I know, you know, I like big ones. And Hutch says, once again, that's too much information. And then Hutch runs to the bathroom for some reason. Yeah. And then Phineas says, you're such a whore.
0: They literally cut all that out. Mm Mm-hmm. And it makes no sense. That's I was what I'm confused. saying. They
1: cut so many like lines that a lot of them lose context.
0: <laughs> we and Austin looked at each other and he said, please rewind. So we went back and we watched that three more times <laughs> and none of it made sense. There was no context surrounding any of it. And we were like, what does that even mean? So I mm-hmm. caught that immediately. So it's crazy to think that there was dialogue that was cut around that because that was one of those glaringly obvious bad Dialogue moments in this movie that just it made me laugh. It was ridiculous, but yeah, they're all gaming. The setup is really fucking cool. They're also playing online with the boss man Miller back in the office. I mm-hmm. have to say, when Miller started talking when we first meet him, I had to turn on subtitles because like the accent that he's trying to do, or I don't know if that's just what he sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sounds like he's trying to do, like, something... I don't know. He's trying. It sounds like he's trying to do something back accent, And it was very hard to understand to him because he was mumbling a lot. So I had to turn on the subtitles quickly.
1: And he talks really fast. And it's because he's a coke addict. But they edit that out in the theatrical version.
0: Okay. That explains yeah. why he's talking He takes, really like, that.
1: a fat line before they start gaming.
0: Wow, this is crazy.
1: Also, and before we skip to, like, them, like, reciting... <laughs>
0: the forbidden seance
1: (laughs) uh no (laughs) but um whenever so they have they all start the game and everything Mm -hmm. and it has like the prayer that pops up and they can't figure out how to get past that screen and abigail like this person who swears up and down she's never played a game again she's they have sold it to us that she doesn't game and she's like i wonder if it's voice activated and in my head it was like light bulb like
0: do not trust trust this woman Yes. I don't know if they set her up to be a red herring, but every single time I watch this movie, I still think she's gonna be bad in the end. She mm-hmm. never is. But every time I watch this movie, it's like nothing about her screams like trustworthy to me. So I don't right. know like why they like and I, I don't know. And those those that was exactly one of the moments where I also thought that I was like, how did she like know this? And even when mm-hmm. we're watching it now, I was like, maybe I did forget, like maybe my brain put it away and locked it away. Maybe she is bad. Cause then rewatching it this time around, I was like, she is just so shady to me.
1: Mm-hmm. and let's just get this straight folks if you have to recite something it's not a good idea <laughs> like no matter what it is like if you have to if you have to take a pledge you have to take an oath if you have to say a prayer it's not a good fucking idea like please don't
0: <laughs> it reminds me of um, night in the living tummy the goosebumps in the book and the tv show obviously both times like you have to read his little paper that has like the most like random assortment of words and like it brings slappy to life so that's what it kind of gave me vibes of when i was watching this because i was like girl like you said it's not a good idea don't do it but i have the entire prayer here so should we go through it? okay you can i'm literally
1: not uttering those words you can (laughs) die (laughs) you have a staircase i do be careful
0: (laughs) we'll see what happens come to me clouds may you rise as an evil storm born to rip them open let the cover of night bear witness and destroy those who resist, so they shall harm me not. Let the blood of many cleanse me, preserving beauty eternal. And I'm not going to finish it. But <laughs> isn't that the most ridiculous like, thing ever? That entire paragraph is crazy to me.
1: It's definitely some...
0: Story is, story is scared.
1: <laughs> the dog's like water bowl is right behind me when <laughs> need took a drink but it was the scariest sound i've ever heard girl
0: i was getting to the i was getting to the end and the air was getting cold i mean the ac just <laughs> turned on, but, but the air was getting cold regardless and it was just no ma'am i was not gonna complete that but it's just so funny and i think i mean it's very simple <laughs> i also don't understand what come to me clouds means um, but you know, it's a fun way to start it, I guess.
1: It sounds like some like edgy poem that some girl posted on like Vampire Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to sound edgy back in the day.
0: Very that. It definitely feels like that. It gives me 1,000
1: notes guaranteed.
0: (laughs) Very that. Uh, But they have like a big gaming session, obviously, after they all read this, they get into it. I love this game. I know it's just, I know it's, I mean, it looks older, obviously, but I don't think, I really truly don't think it's aged that bad. I think it seems very timely and it just looks so fun. And I want to play. I've always wanted to play the character selection screen and like the designing of the characters. They're building so
1: characters fun. so fast.
0: Oh yeah, it's ridiculously edited. It's like it's, it's so fast, but it's okay, really fun. Frankie
1: Muniz makes his character all buff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so cute. In the theatrical cut, I don't think it even shows that, does it? I think so. Who knows? But it, it goes by so fast that you can barely tell what's happening. But it looks really fun. It honestly gives me uh, like tease of uh, Mortal Kombat Armageddon for some reason. I don't know why. But every time I see that uh, character creation screen, I always think about that.
1: I don't know. Like that just seems like a lot of fun to just be like offing these fucking zombie children. It gives me like
0: Left 4 Dead vibes almost.
1: Mm-hmm. That, well, and I've never played Resident Evil, but I feel like it gives Resident Evil vibes in oh, some way. Oh, very
0: much so. Very much so. Uh, especially the like the more recent editions of Resident Evil like Resident Evil 7 and 8 Um, just like with the more gothic setting that the house kind of gives you a little bit of it definitely feels reminiscent of Village the most recent Resident Evil game so I definitely get that comparison as well
1: that place is straight up a plantation right like
0: it's a plantation southern type
1: shit yeah
0: right it's ridiculous but Uh, So they're playing away. They're having a great gaming session, us on Dead by Daylight tonight. And they uh, end up stopping the game because Miller dies. He ends up, you know, traveling down to the tunnels and he finds a torture room in the game and, you know, sees the bodies hanging. It's very creepy, very spooky. And then he gets offed by Miss Bathory and so they end the night and then of course right after the game in his office he's alone in this building of course because you know it's a horror movie and he gets killed the same way
1: i kind of hate that they end their first night there like i feel like they could have been like no oh, fuck you fucking miller like whatever
0: yeah i would have kept playing for sure one person's not gonna stop
1: me <laughs> you know dead friends can't live with them have to live without them <laughs>
0: Right. Also, it's crazy that in the game, I feel like it's like a one kill kind of thing. So I'm assuming, like, when you die in the game, like, you maybe can't play anymore.
1: I mean, yeah, that's the whole premise. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think of, like, you know, I'm just thinking of, like, just in the game, if like respawning. Actual, yeah, yeah if it was like a real game that they actually have tried to develop. But I guess obviously <laughs> right. it's not. It's a tool made to kill people. So, no, obviously <laughs> it doesn't matter if you can reset or not.
1: <laughs> also, so this, like, if we're talking about the theatrical version and we don't talk about the we don't talk to the video game developer we don't know any of that like are they insinuating that like elizabeth bathory came into current times like her spirit just like learned how to program (laughs) made a video game released it to whoever many however many people and was like this is how i'm gonna murder people instead of just like doing ghosty shit and murdering people that's like is there like a fucking like a video game editing developing for dummies but also like
0: in the afterlife
1: right i just they give her too much credit and i don't understand
0: right well like maybe she's like she is haunting the video game developer i guess to the point where she's like make develop one of those video game things that you do and make it evil but
1: he, if he never fucking exists then
0: i don't know i don't understand i mean it's 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 stupid so you know let's just go with it
1: right <laughs> it makes no sense
0: but... i also
1: the voice in the beginning like um whenever it's like the beginning of the game it sounds like jigsaw <laughs> And I <laughs> kind of get turned on by it whenever it comes up. I'm like, oh, I'm listening.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't, I'd be shocked if you weren't. Turned on my <laughs> voice, so, uh, but yeah, he gets killed. Does the uh director's cut show more gore with his death? Because in the theatrical cut, it just cuts away immediately. Um,
1: yeah, I'm pretty sure it's more blood, but I that's one of the kills that I can't remember if there's more to it
0: because it's boring. And he's boring as a character, so... He
1: really is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So he dies. Hutch comes to work the next day and is, of course, traumatized because he's dead. And at this point, he also runs into the detectives, and of course they think he's a suspect immediately. They're red flags. Right. They're like, your apartment's
1: five minutes away, and you talk. we were gaming with him, and he died? Cool. Also, the fucking security in this building is bullshit, because they're on, like, the 24th floor, and it's a murder scene, and there's people just walking around.
0: Girl, honestly so from here then we go of course back to the group of friends hutch goes and he's sad that miller's dead and again Phineas, i mean i understand he probably has like the funniest i mean i don't i mean that's a stretch but he probably has the most entertaining dialogue but he's just so rude and like so passe about miller dying and i mean i guess maybe he didn't really know him so he's like whatever but (laughs) just going through it although boring and he doesn't really like show the full range of emotions of having like three people be dead in your life like this um you still feel bad for the guy so i just feel bad because the confinius is an asshole to so everybody in this scene he's like everybody get the fire and I, if you don't want to fucking game because it's a gamer movie <laughs> then get the fuck out of my fucking face and so like everybody just walks away and october doesn't even do anything she's like you you better stop i would be like can you stop being like such a fucking asshole to everybody
1: she's the only one that can like sort of put him in his place but even then she like doesn't
0: right she really doesn't like she just like bickers with him just like for like rant like just randomly but when he's actually doing stuff that's kind of problematic like she's radio silent <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm like why are you i mean she does try though like she like she does make comments when he says stupid stuff so i mean i guess she does her best but it just it's so rude and i feel bad but that's when they go upstairs and that's when she whips out the cigarette and fire and fucking turns on a torch <laughs> dude i know it's sad and i know it's his trauma but i can't lie and I and say that I didn't laugh every single time it cut to like him as a kid in that fire every single time it happened I just burst into fucking laughter
1: it's also really like random that he just decides to delve into this childhood tra- trauma with like a stranger <laughs> like I understand you're like- going through a lot a lot recently but he's just like you know what let me just trauma dump for a second and just fucking drops all his baggage at Abigail's feet
0: well we're also breaking into like this very well established family clearly we're breaking into their home also while well, I'm also you know literally telling you every single thing about my life and you know She's also sitting there lying to him about hers. So it's just a lot of different, you know, pieces to this puzzle of, you know, a very complex story. They definitely try to give these characters, you know, some time to shine.
1: Mm.
0: It just, you know, I don't think any of it was really sold too well. Um... But anyways, while they're doing this, this is when they kind of come to the discussion. Well, Swink comes up with the discussion of perceptive reality, which was like a thing that was made up for this movie. It's not like like a real theory or anything like that. It's more just like, you know, reality is what you make it or whatever pretty much. But Mm -hmm. they're trying to do like this whole thing where like You know you can perceive reality in such a way that it could become real so they're maybe thinking that they're manifesting this video game in real life or something along those lines because everybody's coincidentally dying in a similar way that they do in the video game so they're starting to kind of put the pieces together i mean they pretty much laid it out i don't know why they didn't just run with that because they also have like another aha moment a little bit later and i'm like i don't know why everybody's always so surprised and so confused when they bring something up like that's they've already kind of discussed like i remember like when hutch brings like all the information like everybody's dying in the same way that they do in the video games like it's a big moment i'm like y'all talked about this like a couple of scenes ago but he's like hey that's just what it is and then october's like yeah and elizabeth bathory is this evil person and this is her story and he's like you're crazy what <laughs> and i'm just like what we uh, literally just
1: talk about a video game killing people, but <laughs> a witch is just
0: wildly... <laughs> yes, dude. And I'm just like, what do y- y'all remember the conversations that you have? It's like, because y'all are talking about these things and laying it out. This is why you are dying one by one. You guys are not quick. You are not putting it together. You guys are just bait for this woman and this evil video game entity because you guys are just like bumbling fools right now.
1: Dude, whenever... Uh, in the previous scene, whenever they go and like talk to Phineas and uh, he's like slumped over in the chair <laughs> uh, and they think he's dead. I always laugh because he's just taken like a fat bong. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Honestly, me, a mood. I was like, oh,
1: fuck, I forgot about that part. And I was like, Finn's dead. And then, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, not, right. Finn.
0: not Phineas.
1: And then literally he's just just getting high.
0: Nothing in the theatrical cut, though. They don't show anything. Not a puff of smoke, nothing.
1: Nope, so. they just show him... He explains it, but you don't see anything. Yeah, you
0: don't see anything. But, yeah... I'm surprised
1: all... Disney didn't, like, let the smoke come out and they write sex in it. Like, their subliminal messages <laughs> and
0: shit. <laughs> yes, like the fucking penis on the Little Mermaid's Tower on the original co- uh, cover art or poster for mm-hmm. the Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and then, like... uh Simba like in the Lion King Simba like flops down and then like in the dirt it spells out sex and i was like oh my god
0: crazy shit right I've never gone back I'm about to go to Disney plus right now and pull it up and see if it pops up so
1: there's people like fucking in the background of the oh my
0: god like the oh my god
1: I can't even remember what the fucking movie is, but it's like the little m- mouses the little mice.
0: What? <laughs> the they little m- mice that like <laughs> in a kids show. Yes,
1: they did. <laughs> There's what? like a still of them like in the back of like an apartment complex.
0: Ooh, uh, we got. I gotta look into those this. little
1: mice, little adventure mice. <laughs> I can't remember their names.
0: Are you talking about like the one where they're like on a swamp or something with the alligator and the girl in the red dress? What movie are you talking about? <laughs>
1: I'll find it movie. later. I'll
0: send it to you. Okay, we'll figure it out. Well, this it's is not The Disney Adventurers. Podcast. It's something like that. Oh, okay. I am maybe thinking of The Adventurers. Okay, we'll come back to this uh, another time, because I'm curious now.
1: Mm. But, uh, yeah, Phineas getting high. <laughs> well, and they break into those people's house, and then is that where they figure out that... Uh, the game continues either without, with or without you. Wait,
0: so before we even get into when they're breaking into the house, Phineas dies. So after they all, oh uh, yeah, yeah, because they have this moment, and then we get up after you know they have this discussion on the balcony, and Phineas is taking his bong hit. Uh, we have a moment where everybody gets a moment of being spooked. Everybody in the group has a moment of being scared mm, in some way. Right, we right, get right. yeah, we get hut shirtless. You know, I just wish he would say shirtless the rest of the movie doesn't happen but everybody gets their own little moment to shine. And then from here, Hutch does all his crazy research and he comes to the group and that's when he's like, that's when that whole discussion happens with October. But then right after that, that we get Phineas' death and he gets plowed in the most ridiculous CGI role I've seen in my life by this horse carriage. It's ridiculous. I do love the atmosphere that they established here though.
1: Right. Well, and that little like, crane shot that we get of his dead body is um is like reminiscent of when you die in like the resident evil games and they like zoom out on your body
0: yes i love that i love the references i really do love how much this movie really does like video games so
1: yeah there's even the camera uh that abby uses is like from the fatal frame games
0: exactly yes yeah
1: it's so good there's a lot of nods for sure
0: it is. It's so good. I really do enjoy that aspect of this movie greatly, which is why I enjoyed it so much as a kid. And which is why I still like don't like fully hate it at <laughs> this time, because it still definitely has a fun vibe to it. Yeah. Uh but yeah, so Vinius dies and you know, he's out of the movie. And of course, the cops are on the scene, and so is Hatch again. So they're already <laughs> thinking, again, this guy's a little crazy. This is the second crime scene that he's been conveniently at, screaming right. about a video game. And they're like, this man is crazy. And uh,
1: Detective Thibodeau is literally like, if I catch you on one more fucking crime scene, <laughs> I'm arresting you. <laughs>
0: it's over for you. But that's when the other cop plays the game and dies also. So,
1: like, he's in the game for like two seconds. Yeah, and that was
0: quick. Ooh. And he came yeah, in a dungeon into a chair locked and tied down already. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. that was quick. Did mm-hmm. you spawn in this chair <laughs> <With your face laughs> just to die?
1: Well, in Hutch's Really, like, don't touch that. I literally just told you that there's murderers, and he's like, fuck you, and dies. And I'm like, okay.
0: He really isn't helping himself because, like, they already suspect you, and then you're screaming about a video game. And I kept telling Austin while we were watching this movie, when he has like the first moment where he tells them for the first time, like, it's the video, the video, it's a little too convenient. I told Austin, I was like, quite honestly, if this was real life and somebody came to me and was like telling me this, I would be like, this person is lost in the sauce. This is not it. And I'd be like, okay. And then I would just disappear from the situation. I just wouldn't even try to come back into it because it's just too much going on there. <laughs> so I completely understand probably why the police think he's crazy because then he comes and bum rushes or he just comes and rushes at this other cop and pushes him out of the way and starts screaming. And then he dies next, which is why they raid the fucking apartment anyways, because it's he's making himself look like a very obvious suspect.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and like before he dies, that detective like stops at a GameStop. And like the only reason I know it's not a GameStop is because I they don't mention like selling your fucking games to them. <laughs> <laughs> but like that guy, he reminds me of like what I imagined Randy would become from oh, screen.
0: Very that. Mm-hmm. That is so funny. Yeah. He goes to this little GameStop moment and it's ridiculous, but then he gets his. Uh, then he dies right after that. And I love his death, at least in the director's version of the film.
1: They, like, rip his
0: jaws apart. It's great. It's pretty cool. It's pretty gnarly.
1: Which, honestly, he deserves because he's a fucking asshole.
0: <laughs> it's true. He really was an asshole.
1: Like, I don't know that I would believe somebody like Hutch, like you said... But also, like, there's no reason to be a fucking asshole just because you don't believe what somebody's talking about. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not at all. He is an asshole, for sure. So he has a very satisfying death. Uh, but yeah, after Phineas dies, after this happens, of course, the group is like, let's fight this bitch, and let's figure it out. And that's when they start snooping around Loomis' house. Let's split up, gang. <laughs> Pretty much, they split up. So they that's when they go and they uh, start snooping around Loomis' house. So you have to help me then, because I didn't fully watch the director's cut. So when did they talk with like the expert on Elizabeth 3. Like when does that scene happen?
1: So inside Loomis's house, they learn of the gamer game developer's location,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is the Geroge, Giroux plantation.
0: Right. The actual like and so place. it's
1: yeah, it's after all of this.
0: Nothing really happens at Loomis House, anyways. it's just the story of Hutch that's told pretty right. much where they're snooping around.
1: And then um, and then they the director's cut. They end up going to the um, the gaming game developer's, like, house. And okay. he's just like, yeah, like, I'm the one that did this. Like, kind of it just explains, like, his part in things. He's like, but also, they're, like, asking him about, like, the inspiration. He's like, well, I got inspiration from this one author. And then they explain, they introduce the female character, the older lady, um, who is like an author who's like well versed in everything Elizabeth Bathory, and they make contact with her, and um, she explains like all the lore behind Elizabeth Bathory and like what they need to do, like basically break it down instead of like October just shitting out this information later
0: <laughs> right. on. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, interesting. Yeah, they really fucked up by taking that out of the theatrical version. Yeah, they really did. They really butchered this movie they really did not saying that the director's cut you know makes it an amazing movie but it definitely makes it a complete movie because the theatrical version definitely leaves like a sour taste in your mouth after you're watching it which is why i want to kind of go back and watch the director's cut as well because i feel like watching it in full again will definitely kind of give this movie a little bit more room to breathe because it really just feels so choppy right because they go into Loomis' home and, like, it's so quick. They're in and they're out. And, like, that's it. And then that's when all the craziness with October just talking about how we need to kill the witch comes up. And I'm like, what's going on here?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and then October, like, gets drawn to the, uh like, construction house next door. Oh,
0: right. And that's,
1: like she's outside smoking a cigarette and then she sees this like dead girl inside of a body or inside of a building and she's like i should investigate that like we've been figuring out like this whole situation together right we know that there's something funky going on but you still think it's a good idea to like chase dead people or chase anything honestly
0: the stupidest thing we literally me and Austin looked at each other and we're like why 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 are mm-hmm. you doing this? Like, I understand. And I understand, you know, for plot reasons, it's just got to happen. Mm-hmm. But, like, in the vein of her character, I'm like, why would you do this? Like, it's like, if it was Abigail, sure. If yeah, it was this Swain, doesn't make sure. sense for
1: Toby or October to do it.
0: It doesn't make any sense for her at all. So I was just like, yeah, I feel like you're the most competent member of this group. Like, don't be the one who randomly walks into the construction house where you saw a spooky thing in the window. Like, don't be that person in the horror movie. Right. But they do make her that person. Because this happens after she has that whole talk on the phone with them about the witch stuff. The cops Mm -hmm. obviously swarm the house because they figure out the other cop has been murdered. So they have to, like, have a fucking crazy action movie moment where they escape the apartment. And then they end up uh, hiding away and that's when October goes to smoke and the other guys come back. Like, where's October? And that's when this whole ridiculous scene happens happens where she dies
1: and she literally is hung upside down and her death is so much bloodier in the, the director's cut but she tells Elizabeth Bathory to go fuck yourself and I feel like that's a power move
0: <laughs> yeah it was pretty badass I really enjoyed it because it was pretty cool and her death scene isn't um bad at all I think it's the best of the movie it's not
1: clean for sure but it was a lot better in the director's cut
0: yeah, I think it's probably because her character, again, is the most interesting. So I think it has a little bit more weight to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she, you know, she tries to shoot her with the nail gun and they just go right through her. because She's a video game she's ghost. She's a ghost. <laughs> yeah. And the one thing with this movie that just throws me off is like when they have these video game entities in the real world, it just looks so bad. Because like mm-hmm. even her as a video game character, she looks a little bit better. Elizabeth does, but she still looks really silly, uh really silly. But mm-hmm. when they have like those little ghost girls running around, it just looks so bad.
1: Ridiculous. Especially whenever Hutch is inside the um the office building by himself. Yes. there's like one that like walks by it's like so, in, the in the library. Right. And then there's oh yeah, that is the library. You're right.
0: It was so bad. It looked like she was walking on top of the shelves, like. On, in front of him. It was, right. It was
1: pretty and then rough. like we get a jump scare because we're like going through the shelves and like she's standing in front of one of the shelves
0: it's ridiculous <laughs> uh, it's, yeah but October has her whole death scene they find her dead body it's really sad she does get the fun little moment where she gets tripped obviously it gets pulled back with the chain you know, I always love that kind of effect in a horror movie it's always really fun to watch so
1: throat cut character cut <laughs>
0: Very, yeah, but pretty much from here, this the lab. I mean, it's the end of the movie. Pretty much, they go to the developer's address as they saw, and it ends up being the actual plantation. So it's Swink, Abigail, and Hutch at this time, and they go on a mission to pretty much destroy her. They have the information on how to kill her once they find her real body. They find out that her real body is locked away in the tower. On the plantation, so they haven't figured out they're on a mission. Swink decides to play in the video game world, kind of help as much as he can that way. Uh, while Abigail and hutch actually go into the plantation to find the body, and they split up for some reason.
1: Hmm. I mean, he can't very well like oh you mean Abigail and
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I was like he can't very well like we walking around with this alien wearing fucking laptop trying to <laughs> keep connection.
0: No, I kind of get what he stays behind. But yeah.
1: Um, whenever they split up, they cut back to swink, and Elizabeth Bathory is like literally trying to cheat now and like shuts the van doors, and he's just like, I'm not dead, you bitch. That's cheating. It's
0: very funny. <laughs> and
1: that makes me laugh every time. And he just like breaks a window, like does not give a fuck. <laughs> I and mean, in this back. situation,
0: it's like her dad. Oh, so. yeah, for
1: sure but he's like the wimpiest character and then to imagine him like breaking a whole vehicle window is a little uh outlandish but he does it
0: he also has a moment before he starts playing or he's like trying to put on his bracelet and whatnot he's like this bracelet's so gay and like throws (laughs) it i was like lord Jesus. but um yeah he is so funny he really is a funny little character in this movie um and yeah, he's doing his best. But then, like, he figures out, obviously, that the house that they're in is the actual video game house. So he's leading Hutch through the home, uh, through the home, through the video game. And then, like, at one point, because they split up, obviously, and while Hutch is trying to, like, break into a room, like, uh, Swink is like, You need a crowbar? And oh, yeah. He-, he drops it in the game. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, What? Like, Like, girl, I'd be like, you have coins on your person in this video game? Like, do you have money? Like, drop something into the world that's useful for me, baby.
1: Well, and then Hatch, like, he runs into a door that's locked, and then Swink just unlocks it. I was just like, I feel like this is kind of, like, cheating the system.
0: This is OP as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Elizabeth sends no chance. Mm Mm-hmm. Because this is ridiculous, which is why I'd she's be teabagging
1: Elizabeth Bathory.
0: <laughs> if I was her, she's ki- she's a she's a killer main, unfortunately. And These are the survivor mains, mm-hmm. and so she's doing whatever she has to to try to kill them off. So I would also be getting so pissed off at Swink ch- cheating over here as mm-hmm. well. She can't She she really is, but they do split up for whatever reason, and Abigail has that moment where she starts to freak out. Like you said, in the theatrical version, it's just like roaches and whatnot, and like. <laughs> I literally remember dying of laughter when I watched this with Austin because we were watching it and she was like on the floor screaming and like just crawling back. And it like cuts to her doing that like three times. Like it'll cut to her and she's like screaming and crawling back. And then it cuts to Hutch doing something and talking to Swink and, you know, doing some OP shit. And then it cuts back to her. And she's like in the same spot, still kind of crawling back. And she's like, <laughs> and so Austin just looks at me and he goes, what is she doing? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I was just, it just was so funny to me. But, of course, when they come and they grab her and Swink finds her first before Hutch does and throws down the roses. Um, and, you know, they go away. And then fucking fin- or uh, Hutch walks into the room. I dive after every time because Abigail, she's not the best actress in this film I will say but she always gives me Anna Terrace tease or she always gives me Anna Ferris tease when like who comes into the room because she goes "Ah, ah," and like gets up and like hugs him and she just sounds like Anna Ferris and it just feels very comedic (laughs) to me
1: Also whose first instinct is to like make out with somebody I, I just bad. don't get it. Like, horror characters are so horny, no matter what situation. And, like, I get it, but, like, I also don't. You know, if you mean? feel
0: like you could die at any second, what are you going to want to do?
1: Try and live. I don't. We can You're fuck later fuck? when there's not. We can fuck later when there's not impending doom.
0: I mean, true, 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 true. true. But I mean, it's something. A kiss will suffice. I need something. I need a tongue down my throat if I might die in the next five minutes. I'm
1: not taking that time.
0: You wouldn't kiss me. What if it was us? <laughs> to you would you not just make out with me?
1: I mean. <laughs> I would would be caught off guard first of all. So then we would, it would start a whole conversation and be like, um, I don't understand what just happened here. And then we would like delve into like our sexualities and our friendship. And then we would probably die like amidst that conversation. Uh,
0: So like, yes, but no. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't want to die like processing like trauma. So... (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> you're just like, shh, just kiss <laughs> Oh,
0: my God. Uh, but, yeah, so they kiss, and it's like a whole thing. And Swink, we think Swink dies because he gets chased and, and Elizabeth runs him Which, home. Oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah, it is bullshit because, like, he literally dies in a rose bush. And I was like, that's, like, she's genuinely cheating at this point. Like, it, I was so mad whenever he fucking died. But turns out he's not.
0: Yeah, he doesn't die. Obviously, have you ever heard that, like entire like story? I guess that like a wild rose can keep away spirits. Yeah, like dead
1: spirits can't cross the stem of a wild rose. I think is the line. I I have heard that. Yeah,
0: I've never heard that before. That's why a lot of people
1: have like uh, rose bushes in front of their house.
0: Mm, Interesting. Mm. Okay, cool. I love that. Now I want rose bushes in front of my house.
1: Right? Will rose bushes survive in Vegas?
0: uh, A few people in our neighborhood have some, actually.
1: Yeah. You probably just have to be, like, really diligent
0: by your watering schedule. Yeah, especially in, like, a desert, obviously. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, so the movie's ending, so obviously we're just trying to wrap it up at this point. (laughs) But uh, So the movie's still coming to an end here. So they, again, get split up, obviously. Uh, because they have to and it's like a whole moment but Abigail gets left behind and Hutch goes to you know put the nails inside of the body of Elizabeth uh, I'm gonna call her Elizabeth Shaw um, <laughs> Elizabeth Bathory <laughs> but anyways so this moment happens this is when they have Abigail strung up because Elizabeth is about to kill her her video game form is about to kill her um, it's a very intense scene I will say it's pretty spooky and then of course Hutch is killing her or trying to kill her body and so she's able to get her away from Abigail but then when her real body fucking pops up behind him, it's actually quite terrifying. This entire part with her, like actual human form, is very scary.
1: Yeah, dude. Whenever she sits up and the like nails are slowly twisting out of her head, I'm
0: like, what? We're in scary.
1: trouble.
0: Which her mouth opens wide? No, mm-hmm. no, ma'am. I was ready to cry. Like it was pretty intense. But just like me, you know, seeing herself in the mirror is going to be what just sends her overboard that's the, that's the first <laughs> so she freaks out and he takes it as the chance to fucking burn her so mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy
1: i, I don't know thinking, if this is supposed to be like a redeeming moment for him like him overcoming his fears
0: it is and like for sure a
1: fire and but like it doesn't hit that way because he's still like really scared in that
0: <laughs> and still Cal- curled up and also like his character is just so boring like you don't care
1: Mm-hmm. you just
0: don't care you're like okay sure but he runs away he burns her him and abigail on swink they all get away swink comes back and helps them in some way i honestly don't even remember how but he comes back and helps them at the end because he remember. just
1: burst in with abigail like they never
0: oh you're like, right he comes in out of nowhere when yeah he's they, like they never
1: like address the fact that he was still alive or how he found abigail he just you're like right. busts in like the cops
0: you were re- oh my god you are right Oh my God. Yeah. Cause Hutch is having the moment, obviously, in the fetal position, being surrounded by the fire, and they literally just bust into the room. So, this movie's wild, but they escape and that's it. Oh, actually, no, it's they tough. cut
1: to the gaming store.
0: Yes. The Game Informers.
1: Mm-hmm. And they're now selling copies of Stay Alive and they're doing the whole like promo, like where they play it on all the TVs and you see the prayer come up, and that's where we end
0: uh what a blast I I can't help but feel like they were hoping that this movie would be so successful that they would actually be able to sell a state video game I feel right. like that was like their end goal
1: I and thought that's what they were kind of going for like if they would have released a game like shortly after I would have been like live and die for that game
0: I'm sure I would have as well but I don't know if it would have done so well because the movie really wasn't that good so right. I don't feel like anybody at least I guess, like, of the demographic age for mm-hmm. this movie. Like, the older crowd we were is.
1: young this <laughs> came out.
0: We were young. We were children. I was 11, 10, 11 or 12 when this came out. So,
1: it was like... So, I was, like, kind of target audience.
0: Yeah, you were a little bit older. Like, what, 14, 15-ish?
1: 2006?
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do that math. What the fuck? <laughs> but yeah so I feel like it was like perfect for us it was just the right of camp or it was the right amount yeah it was of 14 insane oh 14 okay cool yeah but yeah it's just kind of like with Resident Evil before because it also came mm-hmm. out you know I was a little bit younger when that movie came out and it is the same thing for me then like in rewatching, and you know, I was like oh it's kind of silly at times um, right but I could see like you know as a kid why I was like so into it and why it was like something that was like very very big to me when i was a kid and mm-hmm. this movie just the same thing like i in watching it i can definitely understand why i was so into it as a kid right um, but in re- but watching it now i was like oh this is ridiculous what w- it is so bad what was i thinking
1: girl this movie has a 10% rating on rotten tomatoes <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: you know and i never want to like uh, like a, account for rotten tomatoes as like anything to like display how good or mm-hmm movie is or isn't Uh, but I maybe agree with that it's pretty Mm, rough
1: I I don't know I still think it's a lot of fun I'll stand by the fact that it's probably in my book it's probably like a three and a half or four but that is purely like my book if I was like critiquing it for somebody else right like if somebody came up to me and was like, is this a good movie? I'd be like, no, but it's a lot of fun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, for me, it's like, at one point in the two, like, very sad scenes in this movie uh, with the funeral scene, And then when Phineas is dead, like they play the same sad music anytime, Mm -hmm. like anything sad happens. And it's just like, like it's so recognizable, but it's recognizable because it's like the most basic sounding like mix for sadness. It's just so basic and boring. So every time it pops up, you're just like, this just feels silly. This just feels like they didn't even care about the music in this movie. So there's stuff like that that I kind of picked up on. Some of the shots are like really, 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 really crazy. Just like some of like the dialogue. I mean, I am just very, uh, I guess like critical sometimes. So like when I like watch scenes like that and I pay attention to like the camera cuts, um, there were just some shots here that were just like, they would just be like be very like long. And like, I don't know, like it just wasn't like well done in a way with a lot of the shots. But again, I don't think the movie terrible and I definitely would recommend people watch this movie. I think you have to watch this movie. If you like video games and if you like horror video games this movie really is a great right way to kind of see like a quick love letter to it in like a very fun movie because even though it's bad I I do put it in the so bad it's good category for me personally. It kind of falls into that for me.
1: Yeah for sure. Um, you were talking about shots that like last too long though. Like, Phineas... After Phineas dies, they do, like, the overhead shot and then, like, they show Sophia Bush's character, like, kneeling down beside him. And then they show fucking um, Hutch join and then they hug. And then Abigail, like, kind of, like, wanders into the... Like, it's, like, a whole, like, minute scene that, like, we don't need at all. (laughs) It kind of felt like we were, like, outsiders. (laughs) Yes. I and did. then, like somebody accidentally left that in. I, yeah, I don't know.
0: It was, and it's like it doesn't feel. I, it doesn't feel like there's a much creative direction going on here. Like those shots are just like so. Like they, it feels like they set up a tripod and just left the camera there, and we're just like, okay, jump in there, Abigail. All right, run in, Frankie Muniz. Like they were, it just it, like, it they felt, walked away. Yeah, it felt so bad. And like, just even like the first scene with um, the boss and Hutch in the office and they're just talking back and forth and just like the cuts to them like reacting. Jumping back and forth. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's just so glaringly bad like I don't know we
1: get so many like zoom-ins on Frankie Muniz's reactions during this movie (laughs) I'm just like yeah I get it that he has a very expressive face and that he's very confused and very like appalled by what the person says but we don't need a like a slow pan zoom-in on only his face every (laughs) time somebody says something outlandish
0: (laughs) yeah it's just uh, I don't know it just and it like even, like, with the audio and, like, some of the moments of, like, just awkward silence that happened in this movie. Some
1: of the audio fades in and out, dude. Like, the yes. <laughs> somebody, like, was fucking with the mixer and they just never fixed it.
0: Yeah, it's rough. It really is bad. And, again, and again, like, with the awkward silence in this movie, too, like, there's so many times where, like, there's it's just quiet. And, like, mm-hmm. it's not eerie and it's not scary. It's just, like... Somebody forgot
1: to put audio in. <laughs> yeah, or
0: they forgot to cut. Like, if you're going to cut 15 minutes, then cut these random-ass moments where nobody's saying anything and nothing's happening. Because there's at least at least an accumulation of at least two minutes of just awkward silence from this movie. Cut those two minutes of this movie. Get rid of that. and gives two extra minutes of, I don't know, somebody getting ripped apart or something. For the theatrical cut, at least, of course. But there's just stuff like that. And it also just looks it just looks bad it just i like i like it just looks bad the lighting's bad um it's it's just like the lighting on the faces are bad and it's hard they already none of these people really emote a lot like they really have a hard time expressing their emotions so Um, dark like this movie is pretty dark so dark the lighting is so bad like you can't like the lighting doesn't help show their already dual expressions in any way it doesn't do them any favors um it's just it's ridiculous but again it's Something that you have to watch. You have to watch this movie.
1: Okay. So how many PlayStation twos out of five are we giving oh, this? Oh uh, hold
0: on quick before we wrap it up though. Oh, okay. We completely gloss over the fact though, before we wrap everything up here, that Elizabeth Bathory is a real person.
1: Um, so the thing is, is like that's a rumor. Like the the whole lore behind her is rumor. Yes, she was a real person, but like we don't know like her whole like murder history, and people have kind of like blown it out of proportion as like right. more time goes along. But yes, we did gloss over the fact that like we should probably be spooked by the fact that you recited a good portion of that.
0: <laughs> Girl, that was written by these two people who made this movie i'm not too worried about it
1: um did they though what if they found like an ancient scroll
0: what if they're bed? dead what if we don't even know i'm about to go through. i did it just says march 24 2006 whenever this movie came out that was it
1: i wonder oh my god their target audience like you know how they show it to like a specific audience beforehand <laughs> like the test people they're all dead
0: Oh my goodness, I can't do But yeah, she was a real person. She wasn't from New Orleans, though, like this movie portrays. Uh, She was from Hungary, is where she was from originally. And I mean, we, I mean, from what they know, I mean, there's, of course, official records and documentation of her killing people so. but like you said like the actual specifics of what she did isn't well known most of the accounts are from witnesses or people who claim to be witnesses who have passed the town over time um, so she of course was killing people but to the exact specifics we don't know but it's terrifying to think that somebody was out here murdering a bunch of young women so frequently as she was
1: to bathe them their blood
0: <laughs> right, to preserve her youth, which is why they call her the blood, or which is why she's called, like, the blood countess and things along those lines, because it's very mm-hmm. reminiscent of, like, vampirism. So, a very right. interesting story, so.
1: Also, um, this film was one of the last ones to be, like, completely wrapped and produced before uh, Hurricane Katrina, like, in New Orleans.
0: Gets crazy to think about.
1: Right, Oh, there's also one thing that I forgot to mention earlier. But like when the group first starts playing the game, um, like in like the opening credits or whatever, mm-hmm. it says Bellman Games Presents, and Bellman is just a combo of the both the writers' last names.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, was, I interesting. was gonna question too, like where Bellman came. I don't know why, but like it's that's so made so prominently when they're playing the game. Mm-hmm. That I was always kind of curious to that. That's interesting. Cool, but. Yeah, stay alive. What a fun entry into Video Game of War Month. I mean, it feels like we had to talk about this movie, obviously.
1: We did. As long as I was involved, we were talking about this
0: movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I had a good time with it. And quite honestly, now I don't feel bad for... Um, suggesting House of the Dead as an option. Cause I remember this movie. I remember, I don't know why. I really remember going into this movie. I was like, I remember like feeling like this was underrated. And in watching it, I was like, oh, she's a little corny. So now I'm not too nervous for House of the Dead because House of the Dead, I remember even as a kid, thinking, this is this is crazy. This is too much. <laughs> and so I'm you excited. Know, if if we can get through Stay Alive, House of the Dead is going to be a disaster. Again, I'm about to bring wine to that discussion because I think we need it. It's Ay, ridiculous. Fuck it up.
1: Um, so how many PlayStation 2s out of five
0: are we giving Ooh, I'm giving it two out of five.
1: I'm giving it three in a controller, so three and a half. <laughs>
0: yes, so cute. Oh, my God, I love that. Cute. Okay, not bad. I gave Resident Evil three, I believe. I don't remember what I gave it. I don't either. But I definitely give this movie a two out of five, for sure, out of two, or out of Playstations.
1: Yeah, I I can see that rating it for other people for sure. Yeah. It's so bad. It's good. That's, that's the official rating.
0: Yes. That's why I gave it a two. I, uh, I was like, maybe one and a half, but definitely two because, again, there's still too there's too much with this movie that I remember. There's too much movie with this movie that I still quite remember. Frankie enjoy. Muniz.
1: But- I want to ask Frankie Muniz if he remembers filming this movie. I don't think he does. Because I know he doesn't remember what was it, Malcolm in the Middle that you were talking about? He
0: can't. If they shot this movie in 25 days, if he doesn't remember something that took up so many years of his <laughs> like life. Like eight years? <laughs> yeah. 25 days, he should be like, okay. <laughs> like, sure. So I doubt because i feel like everybody who was involved in this movie just wants it to be forgotten so
1: maybe but not me (laughs) i will forever stand for this movie
0: period stand in it this is this is what horror is all about baby Mm -hmm. so it's a fucking ridiculous movie if you haven't seen it we definitely recommend checking it out i really do think it's worth watching um i definitely feel like you know hey roll up a joint pour a shot of whiskey and have a ball with this movie because it's one of those movies for sure definitely uh anything else for me then i guess before we wrap up this week
1: no thank you for joining us for week number two of video game horror next week we have a honestly a pretty big movie like i remember silent hill being major back in the day
0: don't remember much about this movie, so I'm very excited to talk about it. I'm
1: so excited. Let's go watch it right now.
0: (laughs) Okay, I'm excited. I feel like there's like a lot of like mixed criticism on this movie, so I'm kind of Mm -hmm. interested to see where I fall on this spectrum, because I want to see if I enjoy it or not, really, because I really don't know what it brings to the table.
1: Silent Hill is one of the maps and one of the killers that we almost never escape, so...
0: (laughs) Yes. I'm excited for next week, and I'm excited for the rest of this month
1: me too thanks for doing life with me
0: (laughs) period okay i love that um but yeah everybody stay up to date with us on all of our social media accounts so that way you are prepared for next week's silent hill discussion and every discussion after that so Stormy, where can everybody find us
1: You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the same handle at slash underscore her underscore pod. You can find us on pretty much every streaming platform that you can think of, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Podbean. You can email us at slash herpod at gmail.com. And you can find both of our personal Twitters on the slasher page. So thank you again for joining us for our second week, or honestly, another week. And stay spooky, guys.
0: Stay spooky, everybody.
1: Bye. Bye!